Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Loving Father, we come tonight in need of nothing less than divine service. Please give us faith to hear and to see our Lord as he truly is, the true Passover Lamb who cleanses us and takes away all our sins. For we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please be seated. Friends, come to services on Holy Week, as we are. There's always a desire to enact, to dramatise and to do something a bit different and out of the ordinary. And on Maundy Thursday, that would be foot washing. Now, if that, I don't know, if that just wells up in you, what's he going to do? Don't worry, we're not going to do foot washing today. As I looked into the church's resources, there's a few relieved faces there actually, I think. They had numerous instructions about uh, if you were going to actually do a foot washing ceremony in church that, uh, that might take place and they were very interesting because the, the issue for me was that there was an expectation that I would arrange all of this in advance for you. So I would come to you and tell you and ask you if you're prepared to have uh, your feet washed and the reason that they gave for that is that you might uh, have appropriate footwear for the night. And I thought, are you serious? Appropriate footwear, like you're going to pull out your, be- your best thongs or that untying shoelaces is going to un- uh, hold up the services and make it go too long. But I wondered, if you knew that you were going to participate in a foot washing ceremony, be honest, would you wash your feet? Would you cut your toenails? Do you have a pedicure? Uh, men aren't sure about that. <laughs> Good on you, Noel. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Kind of defeats the purpose. Secondly, there was a caution to all pastors, a caution that uh, if I was going to pick, I really needed to ar- arrange in advance and I needed to really think about who I might invite because of the kind of jealousy, in inverted commas, that was there, that might be aroused in the congregation based on my selection. You'd get jealous. Would you get jealous? Yeah, right. (laughs) Seriously, that's what it said. So I decided that beautifully presented clean feet, all pedicured and uh, nails trimmed and uh, the possibility of an uprising meant that it wasn't worth it. Okay. And what we would do instead is that we would hear the word of the Lord and meditate on it. So We're going to hear the readings. They come a bit later in a Maundy Thursday service. So I've got a few verses from the Gospel to read to you. Then Jesus poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And Peter said to him, well, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Friends, my prayer tonight is that we would hear this as these verses as the absolute scandal that they are. 
They really truly are. The danger is that we would hear it as a moral command and leave here feeling bad that we haven't done more to serve the poor or volunteer for ministry in the congregation or whatever cause comes to your mind. That's the danger. The word of the Lord shines like a spotlight in the dark tonight on the true Passover lamb. So it's not about you doing more as much as it is about the supreme love of God the supreme love of Almighty God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit enacted for your good and the good of the world as you listen to him. However, what we're hearing is a scandal. It truly is because there is a head-on collision of world views that takes place. For us, it's an absolutely necessary collision. We need to have it because it leads to a deep healing and cleansing and ultimately a joyful and receptive faith in Christ Jesus. So what's so scandalous about a little bit of foot washing? Well, a collision occurs because of Jesus' self-understanding and the disciples' lack of understanding. And even though we haven't read the whole Gospel, you listen to it when it's coming up because it's coming up. There is a Jesus is aware that his hour has come to leave this world and go to the Father and not only that, he also knows that the Father has put all things under his power and that he'd come from God and that he was returning to God. A lot going on in Jesus in this passage. Everything is clear to Jesus as he looks forward. Everything is clear. He knows who he is. He knows that all things have been placed under his power which is huge And he knows about one person in the room who betray him into the hands of rulers and authorities. Imagine you're at a dinner party and you know that someone's going to be there that's been talking about you and not only talking about you behind your back but organising a false investigation into all your affairs whose uh, investigation and... uh, Uh, whose actions are going to create this public scandal for you and all the people that you associate with and you love. But imagine you're there and you're at this dinner party and you know that you have everything at your disposal to make it all stop in an instant, that you could issue this absolutely devastating blow to your accuser in front of everyone and at the same time completely clear your name. Judas Iscariot the betrayer, is with Jesus and the other disciples at this meal. He's there. But Jesus doesn't respond by calling down fire from heaven upon Judas in front of the others. He isn't brooding over what Judas is going to do to him or replaying it over and over again in his mind's eye, perhaps like we might. So great is Jesus' obedience to his Father. He has something so much more important to show his disciples He will not be swayed to the right or to the left. Single-mindedly, he's going on his mission. And verse 4 says, So Jesus got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. With all this power under his control, Jesus chooses to wash all of his disciples' feet, including the feet of his betrayer, Judas Iscariot. And as Jesus washes feet, he comes to Peter whose proud humility, is that possible? Whose proud humility can't, just can't hack watching Jesus do this. Lord, are you going to wash my feet? 
In other words, are you serious, Lord, in what you're doing here? And it's from Peter and all of the disciples' perspective. This is what the lowliest of servants would do, not the Lord, not Jesus. It may be conceivable for Peter and the disciples to wash Jesus' feet at a push, but the disciples wouldn't even wash one another's feet. That, that's not what happens. The lowliest of servants does this. And that their Lord washing their dirty feet It's so jaw-dropping, out of the question, that Peter can't have it and he says, Lord, never ever will you wash my feet. Never ever will you do it. Some humility is deepest arrogance. Some humility is deepest arrogance. Being open to be loved and served by the Lord is such a struggle for the human heart. Such a struggle. From birth we are striving for independence. I have a little child, I can testify it, and I was one. I was a three-year-old, I was a four-year-old and when we're toddlers we say, I want to do it. No, Daddy, don't touch. I want to do it by myself. I can do it. And guess what? Our parents reward us when we do it too. We get a pat on the back. And so there's this collision that occurs in your heart when you grow up and and you encounter Jesus Christ. He shatters every misconception. There There is a complete unlearning of almost everything we've been taught from childhood about being good and deserving a reward, about working hard and sacrificing and so moving up the social ladder, receiving more honour, receiving more acclaim, not washing other people's feet. But there's also a collision. That's Peter on that side. There's also a collision of misconceptions of the human heart that say, you know what, I don't deserve this. I can't allow you to wash my feet, Jesus. I just, I can't allow it because in my mind, in my view, I'm undeserving, I'm unworthy. The mud on me is caked onto me so thick, I'm covered in it. And even you, the Son of God, even you can't chisel it off me. It's that bad. And so in our self-appraisals, we tend to be very generous like Peter and end up in proud humility if that's possible. I don't need this cleansing. I'm doing okay. Thank you very much. Not tonight, Lord. Or we swing over to that place of despair where we keep coming back to the the deepest stains that cling to us and we continue to pick at them, try and pick at this hard shell of mud, sin that's on us, thinking that this will never come out in any watch, doesn't matter if it's divine or human. And both separate you from Jesus. Both separate you from Jesus. Jesus says to Peter, what I'm doing right now, washing your feet and cleansing you, Peter, you don't understand it yet, but you will understand it later on. When you see my horrendous death bearing the sin of every person, including yours on the cross, when you see the pain, when you see with eyes of faith my loving service for you nailed and bleeding on the cross and when you hear my cry, Eloi, Eloi, Lamak Sabachthani, when you hear that you'll understand then you'll grasp that the true Passover lamb assumed the role of a despised servant for your good and for the blessing of the nations. This is what the supreme love of God looks like. 
It's scandalous, just like you see me washing your feet as a scandal. But Jesus' kingdom is not of this world and it doesn't operate as the world operates. And that's what all of this is pointing to. Cleansing foot washing will soon become a cleansing cross. Jesus said, I came not to be served but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. If you think my washing your feet is a scandal, how much more a crucified Messiah? So Jesus says to Peter, to me and to you tonight, if I can't wash your feet, if you won't receive my service of you, you can't have my fellowship. If I can't forgive your sins, you can't have my presence. If you think you're too humble or if you think you're too unworthy to be served the freely given grace of God, then you will miss out on him. Then not only my feet, Lord, but my hands and my head, please, oh Lord, bathe all of me. Don't leave anything out. Pour the water over me. Clean out my ears, everything. Just wash me completely. Saturate me, Lord. There's Peter. I love Peter. I love him because he overstates it. He's impetuous. He comes right out. He's a mirror of us, right? It's like looking in the mirrors. We look at Peter. I don't want to miss out on anything. I hear what you're telling me. Please, no, I don't want that. Is this an appropriate response to you, Lord? Oh, yes, that is an appropriate response. That is a wonderful response. Receiving the promises of Jesus and in doing that, his service affects us so profoundly, so profoundly that we are completely clean people through faith in the Son of God. Completely clean. You turn to the person next to you and say, you are completely clean in Christ Jesus. We whisper it, but you know what? We could shout it from the rooftops. We could shout that out. This service tonight that you've come to is called divine service. It's called divine service because the Lord comes to serve you. So tonight again you would hear and comprehend the once for all time nature of his service for you on the cross leading to that cosmic Amen that we shout out and cry out on Sunday from the empty tomb. We come tonight to be served and to hear those words from Jesus, your sins are forgiven. And as we gather, our worship leader is not me, it is Jesus Christ who serves us through divine service. You're hearing him as you listen to his word. He is preaching and calling you by his spirit. He's the host of the new covenant meal in his blood who says to you, take and eat, this is my body which is given for you. Child, take and drink. This is the blood of the new covenant which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. 
He will pronounce his blessing upon you, not me. Tonight the spotlight is on the true Passover lamb of God who comes to serve you and you get the privilege and the joy of responding in praise and prayer and thanksgiving. Isn't that appropriate and wonderful that you actually don't contribute to your own salvation but you get to say thank you Lord, praise you Lord. We get to sing in response to all he's done for us. So appropriate. Such an appropriate response to his amazing grace. Children of God, the Lord bless you tonight. Remember I said in Hebrew, you can read it a different way, the Lord, he will bless you tonight. You are completely clean on account of the Lamb who takes away your sin and the sin of the whole world. Jesus Christ, Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and keep them safe in Christ Jesus. Amen.